You're listening to The Local Beat on WKNC, hosted by DJ Beowulf. This specialty show airs on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. every week and features live sessions and interviews with local musicians of all genres. If you miss a week, check out our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the WKNC blog. Furthermore, if any local musicians are interested in The Local Beat, howl at your girl at localmusic at wknc.org. All right. Hello, Petrov. Thank Hello. you for being here today. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump right into this. And um, I would like if you guys could maybe go down the line, say who you are and what you do in the band. Um, and let's be real corny. Drop a fun fact. Oh. Hello. I'm Mary Grace. I'm the vocalist. Um, fun fact. I'm the baby of the band. I'm like a good seven years younger than everyone else. That is a fun fact. I'm baby. I'm baby. <laughs> I'm the baby. <laughs> Uh, my name is Michael Backlund. I play guitar and keys a little bit. And fun fact, I used to be fluent in Spanish, but I am not anymore. <laughs> R.I.P. It's been a while. I'm a Spanish minor, so uh, I'm envious that you ever were fluent. I was a Spanish minor as well. Sick. Didn't turn out as well. On to the next one. I'm Sid. I play guitar also. And uh, fun fact, me and Mike went to high school together. High school's not fun. That's a bad fact. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun. Next. <laughs> um, I'm Matt. I play bass. And I'm a Gemini. <laughs> These are not fun facts. <laughs> um, also, side note, feel free to adjust the mics as you talk. I can silence whatever, like, scratching happens. Cool. My name is Garrett. I play the drums, and a fun fact is that I was a certified scuba diver at 13. For real? Are you still a cer- certified scuba diver? I think it goes away after like 10 years, and I haven't Certified then, so. scuba is a little difficult to say. Certified scuba. <laughs> That's your next vocal warm-up, Mary Grace. Certified scuba, certified scuba, certified scuba. I'm not going to say You're it welcome. five times. Irish wristwatch. Irish, uh, I don't like that. Greek grapes is another difficult one. <laughs> Anyways, Petrov, once again, thank you for being here. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to ask you a little bit about your band name. Um, it is, I think, pretty iconic. Uh, the one name band title is a little popular right now, um, but no one's ever done a name for their title, which I think is cool. So how did you guys select that one? We had like a uh, a large list of band names, like hundreds of band <laughs> names. Um I was watching like YouTube, um, like alternate history videos because I have nothing else to do with my time, I guess. And um, alternate history, like, yeah. what do you mean by that? Like, is this like a like an, an event? Alternative facts type no. thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> how how would the present be if an event in history hadn't happened? Basically, got it. Okay. Um, and one of the videos was about this guy Stanislav Petrov, who, uh, I guess he he was like a Russian uh, missile detector person he detected a an american missile launches during the cold war and uh it turned out there was a false alarm but nobody else knew that they're all wanting russia to retaliate and he basically was like chill guys like i don't want the world to blow up so i'm not gonna i'm, I'm gonna I would wait not and be see a fan of the world yeah. blowing up um so basically i was like yeah it's cool that this guy kept a level head and basically like prevented a nuclear war so and what about that name uh resonated with the rest of you guys like it's definitely a very cool story as far as uh, alternative history goes, but why that one, I guess? For me, I like I like one name 
like bands. Like, it is a trend. Easy. Um, and also it's a matter of if there's anyone else with that name, like any other band. There is a band in like Sweden that's like some progressive yeah. metal <laughs> band, but Sick. hopefully we don't run into any problems with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys are two separate genres. Two Petrovs <laughs> can exist in the same space. That's fine. There's only one Petrov for this town. <laughs> it's only big enough for one of us. <laughs> Out of sheer curiosity, what are some other band names that just did not make the cut? Downkeep was one? Yeah. I so I okay, I have a running list on my phone in the notes app where I just, anything that I think sounds cool. So I had like, we all came up with random ones, but yeah, Downkeep was one. I just like, thinking of words like upkeep, obviously, like upkeep is a thing, and then down instead of up. Oh. It makes it sound like some other thing, but it it just sounded cool. I don't know. Yeah, that was one that was almost what was Had you guys been down keep, you could have gone on uh, on tour with Downhall from Virginia. Yeah. That would have been, been cool. Been cool. Right. Shout out. What was, Shout out refresh. Well, I think high four was one. Like not high five, but high four. Yeah, we didn't really. Yeah, we really didn't like Garrett picking. I don't need to be rude, but uh, (laughs) that's enough of your idea. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't say that part though, and you just heard that our band was called High Four, you'd say that's a stupid name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind then. (laughs) I think um, the EP name that we settled on, Sleepier, was also in the running for a band name, but we just had it. Came down to who was already a band or not. Like we had a lot that we liked. Super valid. But just it was already a thing. Oh yeah, oh, wow. that's. <laughs> I don't tragic. know if that was ever serious, but yeah, Gene Wildest. As in like Gene Wilder. Yeah, but like the wildest. Yeah, the wildest. A, like yeah. a psychedelic progressive band. And then there was already Philly. one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I want to go on the record that I was very adamant about not having I a didn't pun have to that. <laughs> as our name. Mary funny. Grace knows very well that I'm a huge fan of puns, so I think Gene Wildest might have been even better than Petrov. Not to, like, discount your alternative facts, Sid. (laughs) Um, But that is super cool. How did you guys form a band? And how did you get a singer who's seven years younger than all of you? (laughs) Well, uh, Sydney and I have been making music since high school. And um, we got to college, and we wanted to start a band. And we did. And it was was called Borrowed Arts. And we were mostly in Boone. And uh, Sid was going to Elon at the time, and he came and visited us and stuff. And after a while, we kind of went our separate way music-wise. And uh, me and him moved to Charlotte, and we wanted to start a new band and started making more music. And uh, we put out a Craigslist ad, and, of course, these two hit us up. And uh, Yeah, so while we were looking for – actually, no, while we were in Barred Arts, we pretty much knew both of these guys already because they were in bands at the time also. Um, when we got back to Charlotte, we were like, so who do we hit up to be in a band? Like, we thought it was going to be this big ordeal. And we put out, like, two Craigslist ads. Garrett answered the first one, Matt answered it. Like, it was so easy. Sid. Like Sid's description on it was, I have two projects. I have two projects Sid wrote on the thing. It was, uh, one sounds kind of like Mastodon. One's kind of more a block party thing. I was like, I like both of those bands. <laughs> so I answered it, and then it was signed Sid at the bottom. And I only knew one SYD Sid in my whole life, and I was like, I wonder if it's that Sid. And then I you think only you... knew one Sid? One Sidney ever? <laughs> yeah. Well, so that goes by just Sid at least. Yeah, you know another Sid? I know like 12 Sidneys. None of them are Sid? male. What about just Sid though? I've called all of the Sidneys Sid like in the past. Just like. Well, you know more than I did then. <laughs> Clearly. But it, I was right because yeah. it was him. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you're the guy I already know. And then same with Matt. Matt, Matt answered it and was like, oh, we already know you too. Yeah. And then Mary Grace 
So I've been friends with Mary Grace's older brother, Taylor, for like 10 years. And then I put up a Facebook. We had a few people who like came and practiced doing vocal stuff for a little bit. Nothing really, they never really were committed. Like we were trying to do it more for real than they were. Absolutely. And then I guess Mary Grace's friend convinced her. I had put out on Facebook, just like, any vocalists hit me up, please. We're looking for someone. And we've had all the music already done. And it was just getting, we like, that's the last thing we need to get this going. And then her friend convinced her to like answer it, but you thought I wouldn't be cool with it. Well, or something. yeah. Fun fact: I was with Nick from Placeholder. Shout out! Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in Guitar Big Center. Big shout out! Big shout out, Placeholder. Um, I met Nick, but yeah, Placeholder too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nick's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we were just in Guitar Center together, and I saw the status that Garrett put up, and I was like, I'm like, I'm baby. <laughs> um, I was like. Garrett, like, is just, like, my older brother's, like, friend, and it would be, wouldn't it be weird if, like, he was, like, his friend's little sister being in a band, and then Nick was just, like, why? Why would it? That's a very Nick thing. Yeah. He'd be, like, just, just do it. I was, like, you know what? You know what? Yeah. I will just do it. Nike. (laughs) Came in and blew us all away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're actually sponsored by Nike. Um, (laughs) Fun fact. I should have said that at the beginning. Um, send that to WKNC's way. We're always looking for that corporate sponsorship. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Independent radio forever. Um, how does your brother feel about you being in the band with one of his best friends? We actually, I have uh, two older brothers um, that have kind of always been in bands, um, have always been in like the like music scene and have been involved. And now we're kind of in like a weird timeline where I'm in a band and they're not. Um, well, they, they're grown up now. Yeah, well... My um, one of my older brothers, Ryan, he does like a lot of solo stuff, but he's not like in a band band. So it's like they're super supportive. Um, they like go just like see me sometimes and like they'll like be like, your stuff is cool, bro. And I'm like, thanks, bro. Or yeah, I guess I'll say sis, but it works either way. <laughs> your stuff is very cool. So let's talk a little bit about that. Excellent segue, Mary Grace. Um, so when you guys uh, added her as the vocalist, you already had all the music written. So I guess this next question is directed to the four instrumentalists of Petrov. Um, what was your concept going into writing this music, and how did you create the sound that you have now? Yeah, I think uh, we fell into it naturally because we have a lot of overlap as far as influences go, I guess. Because um, you don't sound like Mastodon, like you're no, quite yeah, so sad. That, <laughs> we should still I, do that one. Let's do that one sometime. Yeah, it's in the pipeline, you guys. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like uh, if if I was going to like handpick Charlotte musicians to play with, I probably would have picked Garrett and Matt anyway, just because like high accolades. Oh, we're word. we're talented. Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there. I'll okay? remember that. <laughs> Because I feel like we're talented enough to play like such a wide range of things. Well, um, not a brag, just wow. you know, that's <laughs> just how I feel about it. But um, I feel like when we were probably all starting to learn music, like this, we were listening to that same kind of like Strokesy, Interpol, Block Party, that two thousands era rock and roll, I guess. Um, and. I don't know. I guess we 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 ended up writing something similar to that, but putting whatever like twists we have as far as the fringes of our tastes all together to make something different. Yeah. Anyone else have any commentary on that? I was gonna say with uh, us having the songs written like already, like I 
felt like we kind of put a pressure on Mary Grace to write whatever. Like we just gave her the songs and let her have free reign. Um, and I think her writing what she wrote, like we like knew instantly it was like a perfect fit for what we were trying to go for. So and a lot I, of, um, I apologize for cutting you off right there. Um, a lot of Mary Grace's songs have a, um, a strong like emotional attachment to them and stories that relate to her personal life. Do you feel as though, um, well, how should I phrase this? Uh, her writing lyrics that were very personal and you guys just giving her free space to do that. Was that something that you were pleased with or, um, or like, is that what you expected, I guess? I don't know what we expected, but I think it's a perfect. That was way definitely to go a very difficult question yeah. to answer. <laughs> it's more so I just you guys worked on writing the instrumental part cohesively, and then it was just vocals separately. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, so I'm just musing over that dichotomy. Yeah, I really don't know. Like, I don't know if we expect that, but I think it's a really good mixture of things. Like, add the. I guess all music should be emotional for the most part. So adding like art should evoke some yeah. sort of emotion. So adding like a, I don't know how to phrase it here, like a pure kind of feeling towards it, as like another layer to just like typical indie rock. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. I guess giving her a complete free range uh, capped a um, like a pure emotional expression. Mm -hmm. I like the way you described that for sure. I like <clears throat> I've I've tried to write lyrics I've, and like melodies. I told her recently. It kind of ends up, I wrote one, I was like proud of it, but it's kind of like, seems reminiscent of like a country song somehow, actually. And even if I Yeehaw. did write ones, I don't, I can't do melodies. So like, I just, we have to leave it to someone who can do that. And she nailed it, I guess, she first time. She did nail time, it. First time, like, doing it, right? And what was that process and, like for you, Mary Grace, yeah. writing your lyrics? Terrifying. Um, <laughs> valid. The... Most of, like, the songs um, have, like, a very personal, like attachment so it's like it was kind of hard sometimes opening up like old journal entries and like remembering those emotions that I've had from like a year or so ago um and it was like a type of thing where this is my first band I've ever been in this is my first time actually um songwriting um if you don't count me like 10 years old writing songs in front of my mom and dad and brothers um so and it is it is still like a little bit, um, I guess not terrifying, but a little bit daunting. Yeah, daunting. Because um, I remember um, when our first single like premiered, there was just like, which for this... the audience is called Divine Wine. Yes. Um, it was like I had that. Oh my God, people are gonna listen to it. Like, <laughs> which is like, yeah, you're in a band, but it's kind of like wow, people are actually going to be, like, criticizing it or appreciating it, listening to it, like, whatever. And what have you guys, uh, what kind of feedback have you received after the release of Sleep Year, which came out March, or March 30th? March 5th? I don't know where I got March 30th. It's not even the 30th yet. <laughs> yeah, it came out March 15th, and then our EP release show was the next day on the 16th. Mm -hmm. But what kind of feedback did you guys get? Like, what kind of um, audience reception? It's been generally pretty positive like no one's really had any like oh this this sucks or anything like that but i mean that's because it objectively yeah. Yeah, doesn't suck least, but yeah yeah but everything's been like people seem to dig it yeah and i believe i saw on spotify that you guys are uh getting pretty close to five thousand streams on divine wine or you're at least you've crossed that four thousand barrier mm -hmm. which is pretty fantastic yeah no, that's that's pretty cool for sure 
especially that it's been out for like less than 15 days yeah. less mm-hmm. than two weeks i noticed that this morning and like because i just constantly look at our spotify artist app just because that's just the kind of person i am um and i literally like stood up in my bed and was like yo <laughs> yo is that the release radar thing you're talking about because i submitted mm-hmm. it for a thing for that and it was like it has you have to submit it before it officially comes out so oh. it was like 11 50 on the night before it's supposed to come out and i like mm-hmm. got divine wine submitted for that and yeah. i think that might be it went through for that or something but i got it within like 10 minutes nice yeah we like picked up um that Spotify curated release radar thing that some people have where it's like it mixes like bands that you follow slash like we're fans of. Um, So that really helps Spotify um, putting us on like a cool curated playlist that a lot of people like check out every Friday. That is very, very cool. And it's definitely a good way of uh, expanding your audience past just like local fans and people within North Carolina. you mentioned the EP release show, which was on March 16th. Uh, who played that? Where was it? And how did it go? It was at um, Snug Harbor um, over in Charlotte, where we're from. Um, and we had Pullover, which is a really cool, like, dreamy pop band. Um, they're actually recording their EP or LP? Full LP, yeah, full LP. Full LP. Very, very um, cool. They're recording that right now. Um, and... My dear friends in jail socks, they're in a really Shout cool. Shout out. Yeah, they're in a really cool um, twinkly emo. Shred-tastic. Shred-tastic. I hate that I said that out loud. Um, I hope you know that in post-prod, I'm just going to like emphasize that and you'll be like, shred-tastic. Tight. I'm not joking. Right. Heard. You haven't heard it yet. And then we also had Patois counselors. I don't even know how to describe them. They just make really they're like cool. avant-garde. Yeah, as far yeah. As I'm post-punk alternative. Yeah. They just make cool music. Yeah, I uh, played their most recent album release uh, when it came out. I was putting that all over the radio for a little while mm-hmm. because it rocks. Yeah, they rock. I love that it's called proper release too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a proper release. Final. Yes, it is. Um, that almost made me think of the Raleigh band Proper Sleep, but completely oh, yeah. different concept. <laughs> Shout out to them, too. Um, and that's it? That's the whole lineup? Yeah. So Fantastic. just us four. Yes. And uh, was it well attended? Yeah. Um, it was on St. Patrick's weekend. So it was a mix of showgoers and, like, it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to get drunk crowd. Some people um, falling on the merch table. And yeah. No way. Sit. Really? Yeah. Big <laughs> you, you remember that. People, people he were hitting him? He's not, but a guy was wearing a St. Patrick's bar crawl shirt and just like flopped on the table and we had to sh- uh, just es- flop him onto the floor. Him along, yeah, and he kind of stumbled away. Oh my God. But it was a real, like, Came even. The show, so. Yeah. Even, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Paid to get in. Yeah. Yeah. I even hope he remembers it. He's an, he, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, even though like it was like a weird mix of people, there still was a really good like crowd that like still stayed up for us. Like we didn't go on until probably like twelve thirty. Yeah. Um, yeah, really people had an even amount watching them, which is mm-hmm. cool when that happens. Yeah, it was like twice the amount of people I expected to be there. That yeah. time and it was pretty cool. It's great. That's actually a. Uh, I think that's um. It really shows off that you guys are creating really cool music because I know like if I didn't care about a band, I would not stay until 1230 to see them play uh, like a 30, 45 minute set. But uh, people stayed and people appreciated it. And Sleepier really, really rocks. Thank Um, you. Yes, yes. Uh, And you guys are signed to Self-Aware. What's that experience been like and how did you get signed in the first place? They just came. Josh and Sarah run it. Josh and Sarah, Josh Robbins, Sarah Blumenthal. 
they've been it's their tenth year software records. And they came to a show, I think. Our first show. It was our yeah, first show. Did. It was the Junior Astronomer's birthday show at Snug. We got. I was there. Were you? Yes, I was. That was. We got lucky to be on that as our first show. It's like the best possible first show you could ever have. Wasn't that the, uh, like, it wasn't supposed to be your first show, but then you guys got no, added yeah. last minute? We got, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened, yeah. Yeah. Like We're, I said, I was there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, I think they just, after we play, they, Josh and, it was, I think it was Sarah, came up to me at least, was like, you were awesome. If you ever want to put out, like, tapes and CDs, at least, like, hit us up. And we did, because... Why would we not? And yeah, absolutely. Don't fumble the bag. Doing awesome mm-hmm. everything, everything awesomely for us. Little Yeti PR is like their PR thing too, and they handled the release, uh, premiere, single premieres and stuff, and they're great. They're just awesome people. That is fantastic. Uh, Self Aware is a, a staple of Charlotte music, yep. and so for you guys to make your debut EP release through them is um, a testament to once again how killer this is. Um, do you guys have a favorite song off of the EP? We have different ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a different. I opinion. guess we can go yeah, one by I one. Mean, what are answer that question, please? Um, probably my favorite is Sleepwalking. Um, I know that's your favorite. It too. is my favorite. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, just because it's it's for me to me it's very different from all the other ones, and it's even a song when I was writing it when I was writing the lyrics to it, I hated it and I was about to scrap it, and then I just kept writing and adding on, and then now it's my favorite. But um. It's also just like a very like cutesy song. It's fun to like have a contrast from all the belting that I do like in the other songs to just being like nah, 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 until the very end, obviously, mm-hmm. when I that last note. belt the word sleepwalking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just because of the contrast and like um, kind of my memories tied towards it is probably my favorite. Which is uh, there's a little bit of irony there that it's like you have not great memories tied to it but it's a very cutesy sounding mm-hmm. song like that twitter meme that was going around of like the black house and the pink house and it's like song is about but sounds like yeah yeah um i kind of tried to do that with all of our all, like most of the songs that i've written besides divine wine that doesn't really have a dark anything to it but some of our songs i feel like if you like read it you'll be like oh hmm, wow. okay but then you're like dancing to it i kind of got that from a lot of courtney barnett's writing um, like sh- she has a song about like women being murdered, and it's like nameless, faceless, yeah. Right? And it's yeah. like I'm just like, eh, like <laughs> it's like such a bop, but it's like has such like a good social commentary, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I kind of help, how I tried to frame my writing for this EP. Anybody else have a favorite that isn't Sleepwalking, uh, or is think- that just hands down the best song? Matt does. No, <laughs> no way. Uh, I think. The last song on the record, Half Empty, is probably my favorite. It's and just... that, uh, you guys did, oh gosh, was it um, an interview to release that single? Because wasn't there an article written about it you guys on, for yeah, Half Empty? It was, which one was it on? Was it on, um... There was an no. article, but or there was no interview. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I remember just like, seeing was it on interview. Chorus FM, or they, they, no, they did the whole to thing. To premiere the song you're saying as a single? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was a write-up. I yeah, I think, it was was. One, I think it was Chorus yeah. FM, was it? Or was that the whole album? No, it was... I don't remember. <laughs> well, or we so many people saying so many good yeah. things about Sleep Year. It all blurs into one. <laughs> right. Anyway, so half empty. Yeah, it's just my favorite because it's just a straight up rocker. It is Everything a straight up rocker. It. Yeah. I mean, y'all are straight up rockers, so. Yeah, it's, probably my, it's probably the most fun one to play, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a good closer for yeah. the set, mm-hmm. for sure. 
And I also thought it was cool that you released Divine Wine, which is the first song on the EP is the original single. And the last song on the EP is your second single. So right. got the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the middle came out on March 15th. <laughs> so half empty, sleepwalking, that's it? I mean... Not to just name every song on this thing. <laughs> but, no, please name drop um, all six of them. <laughs> by all means, is flame. It's it's hot fire. But um, <laughs> I really like uh, popcorn ceiling is one of the ones we wrote earliest. And uh, spoiler alert for like our upcoming shows, but it's one of the ones we were considering about removing from the set as we write new material because it's like so different from the stuff that we have been writing. But uh, it's still a cool song though. I feel like on the EP, it's got a good space. Like. It's right in the middle of the thing, and it sounds, I don't know, it just sounds different. It's like a, a breakup. It's not like relationship breakup, <laughs> but it's like a, it breaks up the, the halves of the album. And it's sitting right in the middle yeah. of the album, so yeah. it's a good like uh, intermediary song that you yeah, guys exactly. have out there. And yeah. uh, behind the scenes, we were talking about the production for that song and how at the end it gets kind of gritty and, um, for lack of a better word, like lo-fi. Um, and you... Mary Grace, you had a cute little anecdote talking about um, your thoughts and opinions making that sound happen. Would you be comfortable sharing it again? Yeah. um, When I was, that was the first song um, that I actually wrote um, lyrics to. And um, my idea, since like the, all the instrumentation is kind of chaotic, I was like, I want to match that with the vocals. Um, So I was like, I want just like random yelling or singing and like just this weird ambient but chaotic thing. And I feel like when I introduced it to y'all, y'all were kind of like, all right. Questionable. Yeah. But then when um, I like brought it up, like when we're recording, uh, Danny was just like, oh, tight. Like I know exactly what you're like going for. Um, And I just went in the little box and it's just kind of, I don't even remember what I said, um, but Random lines from previously in the song, um, me singing like random melodies, but with those lyrics, um, me singing It Does Not Count over and over again, also with the harmony built on top of that, um, and just like random random lines that I just kind of put up, and then he just mashed it all together and just made it this gritty yet ambient and chaotic yeah i'm not gonna lie i had no idea what you were saying at the end (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) and uh you shared the google doc with me that had all of the lyrics on it and at the very end of that uh lyric write-up it says like he said she said who's to tell which obviously you can hear very clearly but i was like that's not what she says that's not what she says at the end and i was like maybe i'm just not hearing it right and so it's very satisfying for me to know that i was right all along and that's not what you said um I guess I have one last question, and then I'll have you name drop what you guys are doing at the show tonight. Um, just talk about what will be expected. Um, I'm really curious as to who did the cover art for Sleep Year, because it's very, very cool. So, um, it was actually our good friend Maggie, uh, Maggie Sherwood. Um, she went to Appalachian State with me, and uh, I was good friends with her there. And then she moved to Charlotte, and... Like when we were getting around that time, like looking for artists to like make our artwork, I suggested her name, and um, I think some of the guys knew Maggie already. And um, well, she Sid, Sid knew Maggie. Yeah, so. when we were in our uh, last band in Boone, she did some art for like some other Boone bands. So we knew her stuff from from that. Um, and was there any sort of concept going into that, or were you just giving her free reign? She like makes like collages like all the time, and we just kind of like what she oh, did. Oh, so it's a collage. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And, uh, sort of the name of it, the EP is 
Yeah. And center of the yeah. track. Yeah. 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 And I'm assuming that the title Sleep Year is from Mary Grace's uh, reference to the word bed in every song that comes out. Um, it was, a re- like what we said earlier, um, Matt, thought, <laughs> Matt thought of that as um, a name for like our band. So then when we were going back, I was like, I kind of want something like related to that like theme. Because um, for me, it's like I originally it wasn't intentional for every song to say bed in it. And then probably after like the third song I wrote, I was like, huh, I'm going to make I'm going to pretend like this was intentional. Um, and so and a lot of times I write and I don't know what it means until like after I look at it. And I'm like, oh, that was the intention of it. Um, so I guess after I look back. I guess my intention is like so many things happen like in your bed and um, like so many life altering things can happen. Um, Many happy, sad things can happen. Um, And it's also kind of was like a symbol of like my depression. Um, A lot of the songs are kind of like about that era of my life, um, like a specific um, era and so I kind of wanted to encapsulate all of that, um, that like in a bed, you can be happy. You can experience the worst times in your life. You can cry by yourself, but you can also be dreaming about the future, um, just kind of encapsulating all of that. So I guess then when I brought it to all the guys, um, I was like, I want it to be like something to do with like bed or sleep or whatever. And then Matt was like, oh, remember when I said sleep year? And I was like, that's the that name. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. Sleepy Ear is the name. <laughs> oh, that's why we didn't have that as the band name. Yeah. It, ha- oh, it would be hashtag Sleepy Ear. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That was Which a is a cute hashtag. If you go on Instagram, it's all dogs sleeping. Oh. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> and so are the members of Petrol. But it's so cute. So cute. Ding. Um, so just to wrap up, you guys have a show at Ruby Deluxe to- tonight. Obviously, this podcast will not come out until after the show has already passed. So sad. So sad. But Missed out. I know. <laughs> or but, it was nice to see you there. Yeah, I will definitely be there. Um, and hopefully people who listen to this podcast will also be going to the show um, just for convenience sake. You want to drop who's on the lineup, when it is, and uh, where it is. Yeah, we're playing Doors at 7, right? At uh, Ruby Deluxe tonight with Exit Mice, ourselves, and uh, Morning Eyes, who actually, one of the members of that band was in me and Mike's old band. So this is like a reunion Very cool. of sorts also. Yeah. At Ruby Deluxe, Doors at 7, music starts at 8. Where are you guys in the lineup? Right in the middle. middle. Yeah, right in the middle. That best local slot. sandwich, baby. <laughs> $7. Yes, yes. It doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, get there quick. Get there quick for that $7. But uh, <laughs> guess list me. Oh, you already are, baby. Already are. Ooh, okay. <laughs> You, I put you. DJ Beowulf on there. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't have an ID that says that though. What if they turn me away? And be like, Lauren, who's that? I'm cutting it. Um, well, thank you very much for coming into the studio today, guys. Uh, we hit the 30-minute mark, and that is a perfect podcast time in my eyes and ears. Ow, ow! Ow, ow! So this has been Petrov talking about their EP Sleep Year before their Ruby Deluxe show tonight on WKNC. DJ Beowulf, ow! Ow! DJ Beowulf. <laughs>